Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. And welcome to our Q&A series. I almost said our summer (laughs) Q&A. But it's not. It's not summer. I was listening to Thomas Rhett, very like summery music today on my way home. And it made me want to go to the beach. I had my, I pulled up Spotify and the first thing that popped up was like, ooh, here's your best of 2019. So I just tapped on it and I was like, well, I like these songs because I obviously listen to them all year. (laughs) Yes. And so it got started playing and it was all my like summer country because I'm like a seasonal music listener. Yeah. I don't really listen to country music in the cold time. Oh, I listen to it year round. And so I, I just like it in the summer, which reminds me, when was the last time we updated our podcast playlist on oh, Spotify? Gosh, we probably Long should time ago. revamp We that. should do that. We're in happier moods <laughs> since much, we created it. A much happier playlist, that is yes. for sure. Yes, we'll work on that. We'll add that to the to-do list during Okey the dokey. season break. Okay, guys, so... Basically, what we wanted to do uh, for these next, was it four weeks before season yeah. four starts? Is it only four? I think so. It's, no, it's like five, I think. Are because you sure? No. Hold on. <laughs> Bethany says things so emphatically, and then one, two, three, four. It is five. You are yes. correct. Five weeks. Um, that we are going to be doing this Q&A series. So basically, we've taken questions that... We've had listeners send in that are a little deeper, more, I almost said a, intrusive, but that's not the no. word I was going for. Intensive. Intensive than the typical couch cast question. Yeah. So we did this between seasons was two it? and three. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And it was a big hit with you guys. So we thought we'd do it again. So we're going to take about three questions each episode and answer them as best we can like we do every other question we get my pastor always says the more you learn the more you realize you don't know yes and do you not feel like that applies so much with this yes because we talk about this so much yeah and answer so many questions and we talk about dating a lot just amongst ourselves right and yet i was telling kristen the other day i was like we have a podcast about this why do we not know what to do (laughs) But it's we so don't. It's so true. We still get confused. Yes. And we still don't know what to do or how to handle things. And like, we're still asking each other for advice as if the like, other one's grasped it before we have. I know. I was talking to someone not long ago. And I think we were talking about like, it was more in the, the context of like online dating and conversation starters. And, you know, we've put out there like different things to start a conversation with and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, but the other day I was in Kristen's room and I was like, oh my word, I don't know what to say. Like, how do I respond to this text? What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> So it's true. we revert back to it's true. Yeah. Y'all. There's a lot out there that oh, we still are so much still trying to figure out yes. with you guys. So these Q and A's will hopefully be as helpful to us as they are to y'all. Exactly. Okay, so let's just jump right in then. Question number one, Bethany, are you ready? Yes. So how do you include one of your friends when one of you has a boyfriend and the other one doesn't? Well, that's a good question. First of all, I would say if you're spending all of your time with your boyfriend to the point that there is no time for your friend that's on you and that's a quick easy fix like don't spend that much time with them yeah yeah (laughs) balance things out i think so i've always been really careful about this because i had friends in high school who would just disappear when they got a boyfriend and then when the relationship ended they'd want to come back like nothing happened and i would get frustrated i was in high school 
<laughs> I was never the friend with the boyfriend. <laughs> I was Fair. always the other friend. Yep, same. <laughs> and same. so I knew what that felt like when people just disappeared and knew what it felt like when they came back and were like, ooh, let's be BFFs again. And I didn't like that very much. Yeah. So as an adult now, I am hyper conscious to not do that because that is not fair. It's inconsiderate. And so that would be my number one thing is don't be that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but then talk about it with your friend. I think communicating that openly is important because it's not like she doesn't know you have a boyfriend. Right. It, it doesn't have to be this elephant in the room. You can say, hey, look, we're hanging out on Friday night. So let's you and I go to something Saturday night or make those plans. And I think a big part of including someone there too is that once those plans are made with your friend, if for whatever reason your Friday night plans with your boyfriend change, well, they can't change to Saturday because that's already taken. They could change to Sunday night or they could move to Tuesday or whatever, but your friend should have the same priority once plans are made. You owe them the respect and you should want to keep those plans. Now, are there exceptions to every rule? Absolutely. But as a general rule, I think that's a very fair way of doing that. And it's considerate and kind to your friend. You know, Kristen talks about the golden rule. And that verse is one that you should live by. And so, like we said, we know what that feels like on the other side. So don't be what you wouldn't want someone else to be to you. Yeah. And I think exactly what you just said is perfect that we talk about communication and dating relationships. Well, that's just as important in your friendships. Like you need to have these open dialogues about this and the sooner you can have them the better because if you're setting the precedence when your friend starts dating someone or when you start dating someone then it makes it easier as you move further along in the process whoever of you is dating sure but I think that also if you are the friend who isn't dating somebody and y'all have like a group of friends and one of y'all has started dating someone, don't just automatically assume that friend has plans with their boyfriend all the time to the point where you don't invite them to things anymore. You know, still ask them, hey, we're all going to dinner. Do you want to come? Or we're going to do this. If not, and you have a date, fine, cool, be understanding of that. Yeah. But don't think, oh, they have a boyfriend now, so we're just going to go hang out without her. That's not That's not fair either. No. Because... I know when I've dated someone, I don't want to feel like, okay, I've lost my friends now because yeah. I have boyfriends. Well, I'm the only one dating someone, yeah. and so I don't really have this group of friends anymore. That's not yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. It will change. Absolutely. But it doesn't have to drastically no. change. Like, you're still friends. And it's not a zero to 60 change either. Like, exactly. Once you're married, it's going to look way different than when you first started dating someone or you have a boyfriend. It should be a gradual thing. It shouldn't be an overnight, I'm never going to hang out with my friends. Well, you're you're never, never going to hang out with your friends. But the more serious you get with your boyfriend, the more time you're going to spend with him, the less time you'll spend with your friends. That's just how it works. That's part of it. But that's a gradual thing, or it should be. If you have gone from nothing to being obsessive about spending every waking moment with this guy, that's probably something that needs to be explored in that relationship Mm -hmm. and dealt with because that might not be the most healthy way of getting into that you want to be intentional about how you move forward with that. And I know, I don't think it's today, but we've got a question later on in the series about how to be intentional. What does intentionality look like in a relationship? And we can talk about that more then. But I think that's something that falls under that category. I agree. I think that's a great point. (laughs) On the flip side, if you were the friend with the boyfriend, you have a responsibility and to your friends, to your relationship, 
to be considerate of making plans. We've we talked about this not too long ago, actually, and I've dealt with this in multiple dating relationships. Guys don't think about making plans in the same way we do. I, I, I dated a guy once and it was actually long distance and I would try to make plans and he would say, well, yeah, we were said we were doing something Saturday and you know, it's Thursday at night or Friday morning. And I'm, I'm like, right, but who's going where and what time? And I'm like, I don't need to know every little detail, but I need to know Saturday morning, Saturday night. And so you can hold your boyfriend to a little bit of a standard of like, hey, if we're going to make plans this weekend, I need to know when. And I don't mean be annoying on Tuesday and be like, I need to know exactly what time you're getting to my house down to the minute to pick me up. (laughs) I'm just saying it's fine to say on Tuesday, hey, Susie Q wanted to go do dinner sometime this weekend. What were you thinking we would do? What do our plans look like this weekend? And if he says, hey, let's go get brunch Saturday awesome, then you know you can go to dinner with Susie on Saturday. Yeah. That's not expecting too much. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. It's all about everyone in the situation being understanding and being able to compromise and give a little on Mm -hmm. their time. You just kind of have to know where that line is when you're compromising. Yeah, it's just going to take some flexibility at the beginning. So, and that leads us into our second question. Which Bethany so eloquently transitioned us to. <laughs> She's like hand motioning. Kristen, I'm leading you into this question. You can lead a horse to water. Oh, all right, but you can't make her drink. Okay, question number two. How do you know what is normal compromise in a relationship and what isn't? And then the little parenthetical statement at the end was, like, maybe you're just losing yourself to please the other person. This is a heavy question. I personally struggle with this. I do too. I am a people pleaser. Yes. I want everyone to be happy with me and I want everyone to be happy. And if there's anything I can do to make that happen, then I feel a certain amount of responsibility to do that. Yes. You wake up and you're like, where did I go? Yeah. What, like, what happened to me in this? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it from a selfish perspective. I think that's kind of the, like you said, that parenthetical statement is not just like, I want my way all the time. It's like, where is the line between what is a normal compromise? Because there is plenty of compromise in every relationship you will ever be in. When two sinners spend a lot of time together, there's going to be compromise that has to happen. So where does that balance tip? Yeah, I personally had a really hard time with this when I dated this guy in college. This was probably my first quote unquote serious Serious. relationship like we dated for six months we were talking long term at the end of Mm -hmm. the relationship which always seems to happen (laughs) um but I was give 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 yeah and we lived about an hour away for the last three months of the relationship from each other and so I was driving him every single time and I wanted to do whatever he wanted to do because I wanted to make you know I wanted to make sure he was happy. Yeah. I wanted to make things easy on him. I didn't want to like ruffle any feathers or be seen as high maintenance or, you know, annoying (laughs) or whatever the adjective you want to slip in there is. And at the end of the relationship, my mom even told me, she's like, Kristen, there's a difference in compromise and you just being the one that gives all the time. And I think 
I don't know what the actual definition of compromise is, but my <laughs> understanding of it is that it's a two-way street. Exactly. And that's the difference where if you're compromising somewhere, hey, you are driving to him or you are going to see a movie you probably don't like, but he wants to, or you are going to eat some really weird type of food because yeah. he's really excited about it. I'm making very trivial examples here, <laughs> but you get the idea. But then he's also doing those things for you where right. he's like, oh my gosh, yes, I'll go see that. I'll watch that Hallmark movie with you. <laughs> or yes, we can go see Justin Bieber in concert. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when it's happening both ways, yeah. that's when I think it's healthy. If yes. you find yourself in a relationship where you are constantly the one giving or if some most of the time someone's gonna have to tell you this because it's very yeah it's not a great thing or an easy thing to be aware of but if you're the one that's oh well he's just offering so i'm just gonna let him yep he's offering to come here all the time he's offering to do all this <laughs> stuff he never has an opinion of where we go eat there yeah you've gotta have a balance like you said yeah Lindsay and i were watching a show last night i don't doesn't matter when we were watching it yeah and there's a couple in it and they're married and the wife's mom had come over for so I think she was just dropping some stuff off and she was like oh like she saw their little chore chart on the the fridge and I don't know how exactly it came up but basically the the wife was like oh yeah those are my chores but if I just leave them he'll do them and she was like her mom was like what <laughs> and she was like yeah he likes doing stuff for me and so if I just leave them then they just get done and the she was clueless. Like, it oh, wasn't gosh. out of, like, this malicious place. Right. But she just was completely out of it. And then the mom had come back over. She was being all devious when the husband was there. And he was, like, you know, cleaning up all her stuff. And she was like, don't you think, like, maybe maybe leave those for her to do? And it's that same concept of you can't be the one demanding all of these things. Like, we were we were joking about you hear women talk all the time about how they had to train their husband. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's I understand a part of that that's valid. But it is not from a place of I want to demand everything I want and I'm gonna train him to jump through all the hoops that I prescribe. It's more of boy brains just don't work like girl brains and there are some social <laughs> cues and different things that they don't necessarily pick up on and that yeah. is okay. Yeah. So you kinda gotta be like, hey babe, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Or, hey, when I say this, this is what I mean. Exactly. That's a really good example. Better example than yeah, mine. Just, <laughs> just clarifying things. I mean, if y'all listened to any of the Men Tell All yeah. episodes, you know our brains are just wired so differently from guys. Doesn't mean the guys are wrong. Doesn't mean we're always right, even though we'd to, like to believe so. We um, should talk about it. Yeah. And so... If you're feeling like you're the one that's giving all the time, because I had that conversation before yeah. we broke up. I didn't just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to end it. I said, hey, I feel like this is getting very one-sided. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it and then nothing changed. And then it wasn't long after that, that we did break up. Yeah, And, you know, that unfortunately might happen, but it might not if right. you address it, you know? And so... It's just got to be going both ways. Yeah. For it to be considered compromise. Yes. Otherwise, it's not compromise. True. And I would say, too, just kind of adding to that, we've talked, like you talked about, like what compromise looks like. But then I think there's an element, too, of what things are okay to give on and what things are okay to compromise mm. and then what ones aren't. 
Yeah, that's a good. You know what I mean? Like, where does that that line fall of compromise versus okay? I'm like like it said. I think said I'm losing myself in this. And I think that comes more to you compromise on preferences, Mm. right? Yeah. I'm kind of like thinking through this as I say it too. You don't compromise on character issues. You don't compromise on convictions. You don't compromise on right and wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Those are not things you compromise on. So you have to know ahead of time what those things are. If you have a conviction about something and he doesn't, the answer is not, oh, well, we'll both just compromise on our convictions to get towards the middle of this. That's where you start to lose who you are. Right. And those are things you would not want to compromise on. Now, you're not always going to be 100% right in those things. So there's a responsibility on both of your parts, I think, to study scripture, to be in the word, to pray about, like, is my heart right in this? But communicate that. Talk to each other about that. And I think... When it comes to where is that line of, you know, willingly compromising, but then also you kind of start to lose yourself because you're just trying to please someone. If there are things that if someone came to you and said, oh, well, I changed this about myself for my boyfriend and you looked at them, you were like, you did what? Like, no, don't. That's who you are. And I'm not trying to get all like overly emotional Um, or like, oh, you know, you stick to who you are. Right. (laughs) Not that, you know, I'm not that person. Yes, I know. (laughs) But... (laughs) If it's something where you would never advise someone else to give on that thing, you probably shouldn't either. That's where you're Mm going to tip over into just trying to make someone happy. And if the sole reason for doing that is because you're afraid they're going to break up with you or you're afraid it's not going to work or you thought this was the the one or, Mm -hmm. you know, this was the person and now you're like, oh, well, if I don't quote unquote compromise on these things, which probably looks like you completely changing Mm -hmm. as opposed to them you know you're accommodating their convictions i guess yeah that's not compromise when it's at the expense of your own yes i think that's a good way to think about it and just i'm trying to think of like practical examples because my mind immediately goes to like physical boundary convictions oh absolutely so like the one the couple things i thought of were like Bethany has the rule she's talked about where she does not want to be alone in her apartment with a significant other Yep. I don't personally have that rule. However, if I dated somebody with that rule, I am going to compromise and give into that because that is important to them and that is a wise conviction. <laughs> and I care about this person. I want to honor and respect that right. rule they have for themselves. On the flip side, yeah. If I'm dating some guy and you know, he thinks one of my physical boundaries isn't a big deal I should not feel pressured to compromise that so that he will stay with me right there is a difference absolutely and so and we talk about we beat this point till it's <laughs> the dead horse or I just totally butchered that <laughs> you know what I mean I didn't that, even catch it that um never ever ever compromise your what you're comfortable with and what you feel convicted about physically just so someone will stay in a relationship with you. Because yes. if you truly want to, one, honor the Lord, and two, honor and respect and love this person, you shouldn't want to push them beyond what they're no. comfortable with. uh uh-uh. And this is no different in this no. sense. So you, but it's going to be a little bit specific to you when you get down to asking this part of the question. Yeah. So like Bethany said, really take the time to sit down and think, okay, and it, it doesn't have to be a long list. It doesn't no. have to be 18 things, but it just has to be like... I'm very convicted about this or I feel very strongly about this or I'm not willing to budge about this 
and know that going in because if you wait and decide that till after you've met Mr. Zac Efron lookalike <laughs> that supposedly loves Jesus and is just a wonderful human being, but there are a couple things that you'd have to really compromise on yeah. that are important to you, it's going to be way more difficult. Yeah. So go into a relationship knowing what those things are. What those things are. Yeah, and I think you mentioned your your friends or your family like saying something. I think there's I've had times before where I'm with someone and like my family's like, hey, you always used to be blah, blah, blah. Or you never really used to do this. Like now, now you're with this guy and you are like, what gives kind of. Mm -hmm. If you start having those things build up, I think you need to stop and take a good look at what's going on. Because they're probably right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like so we've... we beat that till it yeah. was a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever you said. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> I'm getting really bad with my um, figures of speech. Yeah, I told Lindsay the other day, it's like, we'll cross that bridge when our chickens hatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's perfect. Okay. Last question. I'm actually very, I'm excited and nervous about this question because I don't feel like I do this well. But the well, question lay is. Lay it on me. Where is the line in a relationship between being overbearing or high maintenance and just wanting to know what the other person is doing throughout to the day and kind of knowing their schedule? I'd say that line somewhere about half past Thursday. <laughs> Does that answer the question? <laughs> yes. This is so tricky because... Nobody wants to be the high maintenance girl. No, nobody well, wants. Well, I take that back. Most people. No one who is not actually high maintenance wants yes. to be the high maintenance girl. So. That's a great point. Go in. If you're concerned about this, you're probably not high maintenance. Hmm. Is that a, fair? You I think? I like that's a fair statement. Like my little sister, she is self-proclaimed. I would say this to her face. So no <laughs> one get mad at me for talking about my sister. She'll, she's very high maintenance in relationships. Okay. She'll tell you that. Her boyfriend will tell you that. It's a family joke. Some guys but, like that. Yeah. He puts up with it very well. He handles it like a champ. Yeah. But she always knows where he is. They are on Find My Friend. So she always knows like literally where he is. And they see each other every single day. And that's just, but they've been dating for three and a half years. Yeah, so, so clearly it something's working for him. I, I am not that uh, level. Yes, level. That's and I'm not. You're not even level. my level. Yes. So we've got, I think the gut reaction here should be like, you need to talk about it. But some things I think you can talk to death. Mm -hmm. Some things I think you just have to let it be for a little. Mm-hmm. And then talk about it if you have to. And I think this is one of those things. Yeah. Because if you start to put too many rules and parameters and boundaries on, you can text me this many times and you can do this, that, and the other because you've talked about it. You've laid out this list. You've created these unnecessary rules and tension and nervousness, mm -hmm. yeah. I guess, that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So is it wrong to talk about? No. Do you have to? Also, no. Between you and the guy you're dating. Right. I feel like... If you have a brother, ask Kent. Be like, hey, would this be annoying? That's a good point. But then you can just kind of feel out well, and I think the guy you're with and just be like, okay. I, one that's always like for me, I don't like and I never have. Kristen can attest to this. I'm not a text me all day every day kind of person. Nope, you're not. Some girls are. I don't have enough interesting things to say. <laughs> I mean... I'm more of a, hey, let's just kind of talk a few times throughout the day. And then I'll I see you. And then we'll talk I don't care how your lunch was. <laughs> that sounds mean. No. I care. I'm just saying, 
the minutia of day-to-day -day work, I don't care. I've got emails to check and I've got stuff to do. So I don't need that validation, but some people do. Mm -hmm. But I think you just have to kind of feel that out. And you can tell, like, when it, with this, she asks about where someone is and what's going on. That'll, my mind automatically goes to texting. Mm -hmm. So you can just kind of tell, okay, he doesn't respond super quickly at work. I'm not going to text him all the time. Mm -hmm. There's your line. Yeah. You don't, I guess I'm saying, don't make a bigger deal out of things that don't have to be. Yeah. So. Or even, this is something I like to try to work in when you're still in the get to know you phase. So it sure. doesn't come across as overbearing. <laughs> but like, what does a normal week look like to you? Absolutely. And then you're remembering those things that they're mm -hmm. saying of, oh, wow, Thursdays are really busy for them because they have this, 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 and this going on. Right. So I'm probably not going to hear from them a lot on Thursdays. That's okay. And that's fine. Yeah. And this is something you can, what did Gabe call it in his, like, I'm passively, passively. collecting data. Yep. Which I love how many things he called data. I'm like, you're such a nerd <laughs> um, when it comes to this stuff. But, I mean, it works. So yeah. It's fine. But... Well, you That's, do. Yeah, you can kind of pick this stuff up without being like, hey, can you send me your schedule so I know when and I can and can't text exactly. you? Exactly. Don't, don't go that far. But you can kind of pick up details here and there. Or Ask like open-ended questions. Yeah, notice trends. Like, I've talked to guys before where, like, I hardly heard from them on a certain day of the week. And it, I didn't know why, but I just knew, okay, this happened for a few weeks in a row, so this is probably their busy day, so I'm not going to take offense. Right, exactly. And then That's Fridays, the I hear from them all day long. If something has always been a pattern... Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's always been that way. If something is going along one way and suddenly changes, that's when I feel like there's more of a conversation needed. I agree. If it's just the way it's always been, let it be. Now, if there's something that really bugs you or it's really important to you that, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say you're long distance. Okay. And he's come to see you and he's going home and you are going to be really uptight or nervous until you know that he got home safe that is not something that even if he wouldn't think to do that naturally that's not something unreasonable for you to say hey i really want you to let me know yeah that's not high maintenance or in like four hours if you haven't heard something hey i know it only takes you two hours to get home just checking in yes just want to make sure you yeah. got home okay also, I realized I just said the word something <laughs> instead of something. Um, so please forgive me. I've um, spent a lot of time with my family over the holidays and the Southern accent Kristen gets is the old. least Southern sounding of all of them, yes. if that tells you anything. Yes, I am. So, but yeah. Which, did you see, there was a comment on Facebook. I don't remember the girl's name now. I wish I did because it was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Because you remember we talked last week about my... Yes, I saw it about the white... What, where, why? She noticed it months ago. She's like, ago. I noticed it months ago. And that Wheat Thins commercial. Yes. Wheat Thins and Cool Whip are things that people ask me to say all the time. So... Oh my gosh. Thank you for pointing that out. I, I feel better that yes. <laughs> other people notice now too. Yes, I loved that so, so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did <laughs> I derail our no, train it's of fine. thought here? No, but I think we were pretty much done. Just... Okay. I feel like 90% of the things we talk about just come back around to communicate. They do. And I feel like with this, if you feel like you're being overbearing, like if it's gotten to a point where you as a girl feel like you are or you're being high maintenance, you probably are in this one thing. Yeah. My approach is normally, I put it back on me if I'm asking him about it. Yeah. Be like, I know. I'm such a girl. This probably Does sounds this high maintenance. You? Yeah. But. Yeah. Either one, is it okay if I ask you this? Or two, 
does it bug you when I do this? Mm-hmm. And if it does, on a scale of one to ten, yeah. how much does it bug you? Like, it's a three, how, I'm going to keep doing it. How important is it that I stop? <laughs> yes. But uh, don't make a bigger deal out of it than it is. I feel yeah. like this is one thing. It's valid and we should address it and you don't want to be high maintenance. But at the same time, I think this is an area that high maintenance has gotten a bad rap. And so girls way overthink it. Does that make sense? I think that's a fair statement. So don't make it a bigger thing than it has to be. Just check in with yourself. Check in with your friends. Check in with your boyfriend every so often and just make sure you're good. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. There you go. Easy as pie. Sure. Pies are not easy to make, though. They're not. But that is the same. It is the same. I didn't mess that one up. No, you got that one right. Okay. Well, we are going to end on that note. We will be back next week with part two of our Q&A series. So be sure to check back for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.